Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. I am Nat, and I'm joined by the lovely Jimin. Hello. And we are here to talk all things uh, K-pop. <laughs> and I say I that with a question, a question mark on that. Because of the topics we have today, people. Let's just uh, get into it. Uh, so what are you listening to? You know what? I should be ashamed of myself. I've been listening to the same two songs every single day for about two weeks now. And pretty much only those songs. And those songs are Paramore's Last Hope and <laughs> Two by Two's Loser Lover. That song goes. Like, when I first heard it, I was like, this is cute. I still prefer Zero by One Love song. But the more I listen to it, it goes. And also, I am a huge fan of this, like, we're just going to say whatever words we want to say in a song. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like a lot of K-pop is so sanitized. You literally never hear them like say any curse words or anything. So it's just nice, uh, very refreshing and different and new. And I've also been like listening to like random Thai songs, like the theme to Theory of Love. Check out our Theory of Love reactions on Patreon. <laughs> um, but just like random Thai songs, I don't even remember the names. But like I've, I don't know. Thai music is interesting to me. So yeah. like the language is interesting. So uh, yeah, what about you? So in terms of K-pop, I have really just been listening to uh, GOT7 and their solo stuff. I've been listening to JBB's album because he dropped Somo Fume at the end of August, I believe. And so uh, I've just been listening to that. And it's actually really chill, really cool. I don't think he shakes the boat or rocks the boat, I guess, um, at all, really. But I think what he does is good enough. Like, it's it's good to me. So it doesn't really need to be, like, daring or different or anything like that, right? And by the way, it's really cool because, by the way, like, I thought when I first listened to it, I was like, Switch It Up is such a better, like, that's the song. Like, what? By the way, it's kind of boring. Jay Park's on half of it. <laughs> but by the way, has actually grown on me. And I like every time I'm on YouTube and it comes up the music video, I have to like put it on because the song is so chill and it's so catchy. So I've been loving that. And I've been listening to like a lot of Aaliyah because Aaliyah's music is, is has been released on streaming platforms recently. And all, her self-titled third album is coming out. I'm very excited because that was her best album. It was so good. You know, I've been listening to Girls Aloud because um, one of the members, Sarah Harding, passed away over the weekend. So RIP to Sarah. But I've been listening to a lot of Girls Aloud and just like living in those memories and stuff. So, yeah. Wait, that speaking is of Aaliyah, I, really quickly, um, yeah. which also rest in peace. Um, yes, rest in peace. Yes. Also rest it's, in peace. Sorry, to... it's been so long. Sorry that Aaliyah's been gone. But I, I kind of like, I, I think I think... one of those things. <laughs> I was actually referring to the Girls Aloud member because I don't oh, actually like okay. really know them. But also when I said that, I realized I just talked about Aaliyah. I'm not Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> at the awkwardness of the situation. Yeah, that's we both were kind of just like, oh shit, she also has passed. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. It's been so long. Like most of my life, Aaliyah has not been here. So it's one yeah. of those really strange things. That's yeah. Kind of weird to think about. Yeah. But, yes. So um, which is so weird because I have so many memories of Aaliyah, but like I was like three when she when she passed like four. oh my god her first album like i got that cassette when i was a kid okay um i have a lot Wait, isn't Aaliyah's music like i i know a lot of Aaliyah's music i don't yeah. know like album names or anything yeah. but a lot of the songs that i hear from Aaliyah are very mature oh so yeah she's always this, like seven-year-old nat listening to 
Well, no, because her first album, Back and Forth, right, or Age Ain't Nothing But a Number, or whatever, right, was it wasn't super, super crazy mature, but you know, she definitely had like a cool style. You know what I mean? Like she had like the bandana, the sunglasses. She was what Blackpink wanted to be. Exactly, exactly. It wasn't until her second and third album that they kind of revved up the sexy. Uh, but Leah's like six years older than me, so. You know, she was she was still quite young, actually, like in hindsight, when you think about the things that she did, because she only died at oh, 21. Yeah. So if you think about the right, fact that right. like all her music, like all that sexy music that she put out was like teenage Aaliyah. Um, but at the it's time, like she was, yeah, at the time she was older than me. So it was like different, you know, so my, my feeling with Aaliyah is like so weird because it's like, we were not, a, we're not the same age, but we were kind of in that perfect gap where it's like, like a big I, sister yeah exactly like it's like with, with randy yeah. like my relationship with randy monica and beyonce too has always been kind of like that because they were like older than me but like not soup not whitney's age you know what i mean so whitney was like but the mom <laughs> you see that's so weird because for me like Aaliyah has always been like big sister age even though Aaliyah's <laughs> damn near the same age as my mom. <laughs> like, 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 but I've yeah. always, because she died so young, it always yes. kind of felt more of like a big sister thing. Whereas yeah. like when I think, and same with like Beyonce too. But yeah. like when I think of other artists who are their contemporaries, like if you think about it, in many ways, Mariah is like a contemporary to Aaliyah in many ways, right? If you really like, they were releasing, they were very, they were hot at the same time. And I'm not saying Mariah is not still hot, but I'm yeah. saying like, the height of their careers, which unfortunately, because Aaliyah passed away, the height of their careers was were at the same time. If you think of it in that yeah. regard, right? No, no, absolutely, it, absolutely. It, it's kind of like how, like for example, um, like if you think of them, you know, fast forward to 2021, like uh, Lizzo. Lizzo yes. is like a lot older than say. I don't know, Olivia Rodrigo or something, but they're hot at the same time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, or like um, Chloe and Halle, you know, like. Yes, that's yeah. probably a good. I always said Olivia Rodrigo because honestly, people be talking about her. I don't know who she is, but I know <laughs> she's like 12. So I'm like, I think she's like but, 19. <laughs> I mean, is that that? You know what? Right? You know what, though? I like, I, someone self professed, like, I do not like listen to the radio as much anymore. I don't know really what's charting outside of what, like, right. you know they put on YouTube and it's not YouTube, um, Twitter and stuff like that. But I listened when I listened to driver's license, which was her first song, I got it. Like, I, I'm not even going to lie. Like I, I listened to that song and I was like, so this is why people really like are vibing with her. Like I, so, I mean, her success is not super surprising to me the way that it is to some people, I guess. Um, and it's not like her music, like I'm oh, it, right it's not surprising it. to me. I just don't know yeah. who she is. I like, yeah. I thought the, the kids were still loving on Billie Eilish. So, I, you know, nah, Billie Eilish turned 18 or whatever. And it seems yeah, like everybody lost, <laughs> like everybody lost interest in her. It was so strange. I don't know how fame works right now, but like, yeah. Fame is very weird. I, it's, yeah. it's the influencer culture, but back to what you were yes. saying, um, what the hell was I saying? I, was I know. I don't know. <laughs> Basically, point. Oh, okay. This is what I was gonna say. Speaking of Aaliyah, yes. <laughs> Speaking of Aaliyah, I made the mistake of listening to Certified Lover Boy. Uh, we'll never do that again. We'll literally never. Uh, do I'm sorry. There's like one good song on that whole album. The rest of it is Drake trying to be, I don't know, 21 again. And it's like, dude, I did hear that a as a consensus. Honestly, like I yeah. heard a lot of people say, like it's a long album, and for what? 
yeah. He's like, I feel like he's trying to trend and be like the TikTok kids, which really, really kind of good segue. Not yes. really, but kind of good segue because that's what people accuse Meg the Stallion of doing, even though Meg is very much popping. Like she's not washed. She's not even pushing wash. But people are claiming that that's the situation with BTS and Meg. So I, that's a good tie in back to K-pop. Yeah. So. Wait, so what are I they saying about that, Meg? Like, folks are saying, folks are saying, the streets are saying, you know how they say, the streets are saying. Yeah. <laughs> the streets are saying that Meg the Stallion, you know, like this whole feature with BTS is really, you know, and the, the drama surrounding it, a lot of it is like people are laughing in her face because I guess Butter is like back up to number one without her yes. remix or whatever. And people are like laughing at her because, you know, she's kind of, she's campaigning hard for that remix and people are saying like she's trying to be relevant and I'm like, but she is relevant. Like she never stopped being relevant. And BTS is not gonna somehow make her <laughs> relevant. Oh, that's weird. Like, I thought it was the remix that was on the chart. And um, I'm pretty sure it's just the regular butter. I I I literally I'm pretty sure I like looked at it this morning. Hold okay. on. I wanna make sure because I don't wanna be, you know how our listeners get, they be like, Y'all stupid. That's not the fact. <laughs> Okay, BTS's Butter rebounds for 10th week atop Billboard Hot 100. This was one day ago. Wow. So Butter is back at the top, not the feature, just Butter. So I wonder, though, if because there's so many versions of it, if they had to force, like, if it was only the one version that could technically be at the chart. Like, all the streams, well, all the Butter have a website? You, you know, don't. don't sorry, I'm sorry. Continue. It's, yeah, no, no, it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, no. I, I like as I said. I wonder if, um, as I said, like if the butter feature streams were really just contributing, contributing. Sorry to um, the butter. The regular version. I wonder you know what that I mean? too, because people are saying she got finessed, and I wonder that too. But I'm okay. Just as an aside, I'm going way off topic. I yeah. just have to say, uh, armies need to chill because uh, on Target and Amazon, Butter has a four point nine out of five stars on the reviews, and I'm like, that was not a four point nine song. <laughs> Why do they even have product reviews for songs like? at Target. I don't know. Anyway, uh, let's get back on topic because yeah. we are, <laughs> we need to talk about comebacks and debuts. Yeah. Uh, you'd be proud of me. <laughs> are you going to yes. ask why you'd be proud of me? I, I, I kind of know what I'm supposed to be proud about, but yes. What am oh. I like? Why? Why am I proud? <laughs> I listened to some of the comebacks and debuts. Yay. Probably not the one you probably would have wanted me to, but I listened to the ones that sounded interesting to me based on like the artist. And I have to say, so just kind of give a rundown of like who came back, who debuted. Yes. Key came back with Taeyeon with Hate That. Uh, B2B came back with Outsider. JB came out with, B is it BTW or By The Way? By The Way. Okay, he came out By The Way. Stacey came back with Stereotype, which is crazy because they just debuted like three months ago. Uh, <laughs> Purple Kiss came back with Zombie from his nine. Oh, sorry. Purple Kiss, I think, debuted. No, no, no. That's a comeback. Okay, that's a comeback. Okay, I'd never heard of this group, so... Interesting. Purple Kiss came back with Zombie. From his non came out with Talk and Talk. Young K, Guard You, uh, <laughs> Stray Kids, Thunderous, which Lord, um, and debuts. Tell us about uh, the debuts. 
Well, I mean, I feel like everybody is aware of the big debut coming up <laughs> in less in like about a day. La Lisa, Lisa, Ma, I think Mona Ban is her Mona name. Ban? Mona Ban, yes. Mm -hmm. And, yes. you know, Lisa is going to debut and she's probably going to sell about a million copies of that single album that has two songs on it. I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. But she's going to be dropping her her debut song. And yeah, everybody is like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to feel about it. Lisa is my bias of Blackpink. I've been very open about it. I feel like uh, it's going to be interesting. And I'm not sure if I'm going to like it. I, I actually really like the trailer they dropped, which was a first. But also YG is known for having trailers that sound nothing like the song. Like you be thinking it's a high, you know, high energy song. The song comes out and it's slow and it's like sad. So, I mean, we don't know what it's going to sound like. We'll know because she's dropping it actually on East, like Eastern time. So it's going to, it's not coming out on Korean oh, time. Oh, she wants that money. And I she has like a packed that. schedule. She's promoting it all over the place. So it's going to be interesting. Uh, one more day, guys. Uh, actually, well, this will come, this episode will probably come out <laughs> a little yeah, bit after that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. But th that's going to be like, that is basically the the big debut. Um, I don't, and and then Monster X has a song called One Day coming out on Friday as well. It's the, tr the like preview that they sent out, like was in English with English lyrics. So I don't know if it's their English song that we've been hearing about, or if that part is just English. It's, okay. I don't think they've actually said what it is. So it's going to be really interesting. Shonu was also in it. So I guess they were, they recorded everything before he enlisted. So there's that. But yeah, like, what did you think about the comebacks? I'm not going to lie. I did not know that Shonu enlisted. Also, you, you have like, isn't Twice debuting? Oh, shoot. I totally forgot. You know why? Because they have been promoting Twice's English debut for, I swear to God, like two months. Okay. Um, I Because I remember when they first mentioned it was coming out, they were going to do like an English album. And I remember checking two weeks later, like, okay, so it should be coming out in a week or so, you know, like whatever. That shit ain't coming out till October. Okay. So there's just they're still promoting. <laughs> but this. you know what? I I thought that Twice already debuted with an English. I thought that Can't Stop Me was supposed to be their English debut because I thought it, there was like an English version. Yeah, and there was like the whole thing. But I guess no. I was wrong. Like they it performed it on like GMA, right, or something like that. Well, they performed it on like the Kelly Clarkson show or like the Jimmy <laughs> Fallon show. One of those shows still. Yeah. Yeah, or one of those that shows, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but they, like, it's really just an English version of a song. It's not, because they also had, like, an English version, I think, for Cry For Me. Like, that song is English, too. And, um, but these are just, like, as I said, English versions. They're not, like, full debuts. You know what I mean? So, like, mm. Feels is going to be, like, their first official single. Um, and it comes oh. out October 1st. Yeah. And they dropped something on this thing on TikTok and it's like them being cute and promoting it and stuff like that. So uh, it's going to be interesting. I think, yeah, it's going to be definitely very interesting to see how people like it and how it, it sounds because I mean, JYP is pretty good and fluent in English. So I don't really see it being a bad song, but I mean, you never know, right? Uh, but yeah, so the comebacks. Uh, yeah, how do you feel? How did you feel about the ones that you did listen to? 
<laughs> so I listened to Stacey Stereotype because as everybody knows, I loved ASAP, even though it has not made its way onto my playlist. I don't know why. I just, it just hasn't, but um, I loved ASAP. So I wanted to give Stereotype a chance and I thought it was cute. I think that's like the best way to describe it. Cute. Um, is it topping ASAP? No. <laughs> like, I think ASAP is kind of like their magnum opus at this point. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because they're super early in their careers, but you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's the thing that we know them for. And it's yes. the thing that I feel like every song from here on out is going to be compared to ASAP. Yeah. Um, and then I listened to Hate That and, oh, child, Jesus. Um, <laughs> So here's my thought, right? Like, I really, I thought the instrumental was really, really well done. Yes. And I thought the melody was the best part of the song. The melody is incredible. Yeah. The biggest problem with the song is the two people singing it. I don't think they're, they, like, that song needed a, like, a deeper voice. It needed a deeper tenor, a baritone almost. And it didn't have that. It had Key and Taeyeon, you know? I'm not saying they're bad singers. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, like, it needed a different feeling to it. Not only that, but the song would have been way better in English. And you can't tell me that it wouldn't have been. Like, the refrain is the best part of the song. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, and that part is in English. And I think that if everything else was in English, it would have been way better. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was cool. And, you know, I love Chinese, so I can't, like, go. Like, I'm not going in on Key or anything. I'm just saying that, like, he didn't need to be singing that song. Yeah, you know what's funny? When the song dropped, everybody liked it. And I was just like, I felt very underwhelmed when I listened to the song. Once again, the melody mm. is amazing. I love how it sounded. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think for me, it could have worked. I think if one, they emoted when they were singing that song. I felt like they sang it to look, to look cool, you know, mm. and sound cool, but not, like there wasn't much emotion in what they were singing. And like, I'm not saying that they had to belt out or anything like that, but they could have done something more creative with their voices. They were very, very flat, like the whole song. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I feel like that's Key's aesthetic at this point, though. Like, if but, you listen to a lot of his songs, I do feel like that's... And, no, no, I'm yeah. not using it as an excuse. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying, like, that's one of my big problems with, like, listening to Key's music, even though I do like it for the most part. Like, one of my favorite yeah. songs is a Key song. I just feel like he that's a problem that he has. Like, he can emote. He he does he's done it with shiny yeah um, and so Taeyeon can too I mean like eleven eleven is it's not like a huge powerhouse song but the way that she sings it with so much emotion it makes you feel something when you listen to it right so it's right. not like and and that's the thing right like when I first heard the song my first thought was like these two people can actually sing like they know how to use their voices but you wouldn't be able to tell from the end result of the song you know what I mean so yeah, I, mean, I was like, also very disappointed in it i mean it's it's a cute song if it comes on i'm not going to turn it off but it just it was very disappointing and mm. i was surprised that so many people liked it to be honest <laughs> i was like oh okay i mean maybe this is what's trendy now and that's why but in terms Honestly, of stacy sorry i was just gonna say it doesn't even feel trendy anymore it feels like the trend is, that trend is like gone in terms of the instrumental but mm. like the style of singing if that's what you mean then yes. yeah I, yes. I can see that because like people are singing these days and they don't even care that they are making music they just be singing yeah but anyway <laughs> yes yeah, stacy stacy uh i agree with stacy it was cute 
For me, it's funny because you're like you and a lot of people are really big on ASAP. But for me, so bad, it was like their song, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I I thought that like it was I thought the song was cute and I liked the instrumental, like the B, BPM being high. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love songs like that. Um, I love that kind of frenetic energy. And I thought that they sang it well. Like they did a, a live version on that band uh, show. Um, yeah. And it, that live performance was really good. Like they sound so freaking good. And like, I really love their voices. Yeah. So it was it was actually not so bad. And um, it was pretty good. It's just like the song itself didn't catch me in the same way. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, there's time because as I said before, like, JB's by the way I was kind of like uh it's cute but it's no switch it up and now like I listen to it more than I listen to switch it up so it really could just like take me time to grow on you and who else came back BTUB with Outsider I mean it was all right I've like for me I've never really been on like I've never really been a fan of like a lot of their songs to be quite honest with you yeah I never really got their sound so I feel like I don't I wasn't really going to like the song, just to be honest. Like, I wasn't really going to be into it. And so when it came out, I was like, this is cute, but it's not a song that I would ever go back to. Like, I'll be very honest. It's it. They look great. I love the message about being an outsider, embracing yourself and all that kind of stuff. It's just the song's not for me. Purple Kiss Zombie was cute. Uh, they're cute girls. Hopefully, you know, we'll see more of them as they develop into better, like not better, but like more confident, I think, um, vocalists and things like that. I mean, they're still pretty new. They, they only debuted last year. So Framus 9 has like, <laughs> they've been working their ass off. So congrats on the first win, girls. And you know, Zombie's cute. I, I don't know if I'm gonna like go back to it, but it is a cute song. I think that it's probably their best song in my opinion as well. And so good, good for them. Young K's Guard You was okay. I don't know. Day six is just day six, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I was just like listening to the song and I was like, it's cute, but I, I miss day six. So that that was my feelings on it. Stray Kids with Thunderous. Um, it's loud. <laughs> I feel like that's the only thing I can say about it. I did listen to the album. I was muted, but I was cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is anything they make not loud? <laughs> and like, as I said, the funny thing is I like, I actually listened to the album because it's a million seller. And I'm like, let me go see what this is all about. Maybe I'm missing something. And the album was loud too. So I was just, okay, you know what? Maybe this is, this is definitely for a group of people that are really into the sound. And that is fine. I still think Bang Chen, I don't know what his title is in the group, but I like it when he sings. And... <laughs> And I know people go crazy for that guy with a really deep voice, but like his only thing is that he has a deep voice. I don't really get anything else from those guys. So the deep voices. See, that's how you know I don't pay no attention to straight kids. I don't know what you're talking about. I do know Bang Chan because he yes. is the problem. I, I feel like he's the member. Yeah, he's the member <laughs> that everybody loves, but is ashamed of admitting that they like him. <laughs> Honestly, I only know him because him and Bam Bam are really tight. So, like, that's the only reason I even know this man's name. I'm going to be very honest with you. So, I was just like, and also, like, he's, he's like, the leader. And so he, and he sort of makes a lot of their songs and stuff. So, there's that as well. Uh, but, yeah, every time he sings, I'm like, oh, he should just do this. Because I think he sounds really good. And then, like, if you listen to their big song, is it um, Elevator? Oh, no, God's Plan. Or, no, God's Menu. God's Menu. 
I think it's called Bit Lost Menu. Yeah, if you listen to that song, you'll get what I mean. Cause that was like the big song that everybody like got a lot of people into Stray Kids. And there's this guy with like a really deep voice and like everybody's like, oh my God, when he started rapping, I was just like, who is this guy and whatever. And that's when they sort of discovered the group. So I think that uh, him having a deep voice is really his, his, his claim to fame at this point. <laughs> So yeah, that is, those are the comebacks that we mentioned uh, that we listened to and that we, you know, sort of gave a mini review of. If you have other ones that you think, you know, we sh should like, especially new stuff, it's, I feel like sometimes it's a little bit harder to find new stuff, you know? Uh, but yeah, if you have any um, new groups that you'd like us to sort of like pay attention to or maybe feature, just let us know and uh, we'll get on that. But yeah, let's get into the topics. So the topics are going to be very interesting today, people. <laughs> uh, well, I feel like we can rapid fire like the first four of them because yeah. they're like the same concept. Well, yeah, except for one of them. Yeah. So basically, there were a lot of people leaving companies, uh, leaving groups, that kind of stuff. And then there's a lot of Chinese idol news of sorts. Uh, so Mama Moon's win. She's signed with Ravi's company. Ravi's slowly building an empire here. He has signed A. Lee. He has this thing with um, mm. this this contract with Voice to Men. He might be dating Taeyeon if the news from earlier this year was like accurate at all, and they just hit it, you know, quite well. So yeah, what do you <laughs> what do you think of Ravi building what his do I empire? Make <laughs> I mean, <laughs> very quickly, I'll just say that it's very fitting that Ravi is adopting a member of Mama Moo and I'll just keep it at that and we can move to the next story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Sanomu, poor, poor Sanomu is a group from the ill-fated TSE, TS Entertainment, which was the home for Secret and BAP and Scandal, Scandal, Scandal. So basically they have lost two other members, I believe. So yeah, it's it's alleged that um, Weijin, Newson, and Minjae, oh, it's three, I didn't even realize it was three of them, uh, <laughs> decided to not renew their contract or are leaving. Actually, I thought TSC, I didn't even report that they don't even exist as a company anymore. So how are they not resigning? Okay, I yeah, I didn't think they existed as a company anymore. So anyways, Sonamu is down to two members and it sucks because Sonamu had good music. Uh, they had, they, I mean, I, I knew it is a bop. Friday night is a bop. Promise you, it's very cute. So it is sad that they are no longer with us and we wish the best for these two, these three girls and, and the other members that they've left and the members who are still unfortunately anchored to this company. In other news of people leaving, uh, Yu Jung from has left Laboom. And if you know Laboom, I mean, I feel like Laboom is like more famously known for uh, one of the members being in that dating scandal and then marrying that guy from FT Island, I think, one of the band groups. And they have like three kids now. <laughs> so I feel like that's what they're mostly known for. <laughs> but the other four members, Sobin, Zian, Soyeon, and Hian are going to they're going to be promoting as a four-member group and they've all moved to Interpark Music Plus. So Laboom at least is still going to be having comebacks at the very least. And so we should look forward to them and, you know, good luck to them. Laboom, I feel, also hasn't really had um, a good 
uh, journey and journey to the Atlantis saw a slight resurgence, but they didn't get the brave girls treatment with Roland. So that's also very unfortunate. Also, I didn't put it on here, but so you from Sistar also left Starship after 11 years being there. So there are no more members of Sistar at Starship currently, which is sad to say, because they basically built the company, but c'est la vie. We wish so you all the best. I'm sure she'll sign somewhere else. I like <laughs> that girl is still stays making money. B.I has admitted to all of the charges against him and the prosecutors I mean, are asking you just like sorry up. you can't just like sorry you can't just like do all of those rapid fires and then just casually stroll into the bi portion <laughs> but i'll let it i'll let it slide this time <laughs> well I, here hear me out here are how i was gonna talk about this okay so B.I., you know, he did admit to the charges and the prosecutors have asked for three years, uh, which is roughly what they had offered Sungri for nine counts of very serious crimes uh, that hurt other people. Meanwhile, B.I.'s crime only hurt himself. But uh, yeah, so there's an argument to be made of whether it hurt he hurt himself that's that's also a fair thing yes but uh so we're waiting to see and i i will be very 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 sad if bi goes to jail i am not gonna lie i will be very emotional if bi goes to jail for this shit i'm sorry i'm i don't like put money on his commissary I will write that man a letter every day that he's there. Okay. Like I, you know, it's Korea's laws. Korea is free to do whatever they want to their citizens. You know, he did commit a crime. Uh, so um, within, within reason. Within, <laughs> I mean, I, you're right. You're right. Well, I mean, <laughs> or it's going to be what China's doing. What are we going to be talking about later? <laughs> well, the thing is like, if their citizens agree, you know, I mean, I, yeah, I can't really, I can't point. say, they they give power to their government so their government passes laws and they co-sign them you know like so i can't really hey. they're a democracy they're a democracy you know you can yeah. argue what if, if they like it then yeah. you know we love it it is what it is yeah exactly and he did admit to it as well knowing that he's committing two crimes okay so, hold up pause real quick but i want to say this though yeah some people are just born in certain democracies, that don't mean that they agree with all of the laws. That no, of course. That they're born into. So he, I, I, there's some arguments to be made there. But again, like you said, uh, I, for some reason I was about to say rest in peace. I don't. I feel like I've been saying that a lot lately. So yeah, um, yeah. I it, it is a bit um, controversial. It, you know, we can yeah, we can say it's ridiculous. We can say this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, we're coming from Western perspectives, and exactly. that's just not appropriate. If bi is if bi voted and he voted for uh a candidate that supported this law then he's gotta that's the consequences i don't think any less of bi i don't think he's a Absolutely bad not. person i don't think what he did was bad morally or ethically um but i do think that legally uh, yeah. apparently you know if he if he voted for people that like to keep these laws in place legally that you know he's got to deal with that that's just an, his responsibility as a citizen of his um the, the society he lives in yeah no absolutely and you know once again he admitted to the crimes against the charges against him so well i mean like it's not even yeah. just that he admitted it's like he it's it's I, i'm kind of touching on it from the perspective of he's not just admitting it but he's also like 
accepting that he's going the to consequences. Like, it's not like he's yeah it's not like yeah. he's saying oh well you know i don't agree that i should be yes uh, punished for this that's totally yeah. different yeah no absolutely and that's the thing right like none of the celebrities who have been in these types of situations none of them have either that i know of have come out and been like you know i did it but i don't agree that it's harmful or that it's wrong everybody generally comes out and was just like yeah i did it so you kind of have to take it you know from a pers like from their perspective and not overstep your bounds as somebody who doesn't live in this country and is not of that culture you know what i mean and so i right. definitely like as i said like i i i don't have to like it <laughs> but it's not really my place to like it or not you know like that's kind of like what i'm trying to say it's it's easy for i think a lot of people in the West, specifically like um, Canada, United States, England, these kind of countries where we, we because shit talking our government and our laws and stuff like that is so like normal, it's easy for mm -hmm. us to apply that in other places and it's not the case, you know? So mm -hmm. BI uh, prayers up and uh, good luck. He was actually recently in Lee Hyde's video. Um, like he features on the song, but he features very, very little in it. But he looks real good. So Hanbin. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hanbin. I'm so sad. We are going to get to what I guess is going to be labeled the Chinese block. And uh that sounds warning. really bad out of context. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> But yes, um, I know. trigger warnings in place. Uh, there is, you know, some infidelity. There is some assault. And there are some, there's some very um, discriminatory language that will be okay. likely referenced. Are we talking, okay, before we move forward, yeah. are, are all of those warnings applying to the whole block or just applying the block. to one story? The block. The block. Okay, because I want to clarify that it's not really assault we're looking at battery and uh the r word and more we are you know just wanting to let you guys know ahead of time that this block will have some whew, it's gonna have some heavy stuff it's gonna have some kind of funny stuff it's gonna have a lot uh so let's start with the lighter news and i say lighter but it's definitely it's not a good look and there are alleged victims in, in this wake. So Lucas Wong of Wavy and Super M fame has been accused of gaslighting and using women um, for sex, for gifts, for attention. And there are many accounts many 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 accounts uh and they i mean i'm not i'm not a lawyer i'm not here to say what seems credible or prove what's credible from what's not i'm sure lucas's fans are probably doing that already but uh they like they got pictures they got screenshots they got a lot of information about this dude and that has made it seem like this is a very uh credible story. And so uh, anything that really sort of stood out for you with like all of the accounts that we read? 
I mean, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that stood out to me. Yeah. I think I think if we're kind of starting on a kind of a heavier note, I'll, yes. I'll say this. I'll say there's a lot of really disgusting behavior that really occurred in those situations, allegedly, yes. that um, I feel like is so normalized that like people don't think of it as disgusting. So like, for example, gold digging. <laughs> um, yes. that's, and really it's not the act of gold digging. That's the problem. It's taking advantage of another person. That's the problem, right? With, without their consent. Yes. That's the problem. And you can say, well, they consented because they bought them him the stuff willingly. Yeah. Because they were under a false impression that he actually liked them or some other thing. And was like, single. Allegedly. Right. Yes. And was single. Allegedly. Cheating is another thing that gets trivialized. Everybody jokes about like, cheating this that, and other and I'm not saying people are bad for joking or whatever but I am saying that like be, I think because it's such a joke to have like a side chick and this that and the other people don't yeah. understand like the emotional turmoil that could put somebody in and Absolutely. how that just ruins people's lives at times and, and that's a big deal and I think the cheating allegation is really strange because I, I throughout reading all the accounts I didn't I was never under the impression that he actually had a girlfriend um, people said that he had a girlfriend, but none of those girls seem like his girlfriend. They just seem like girls no. he was talking to. So yes. I yes. was like, it's okay, just girls that he was use like allegedly using for goods and for you know money and gifts and sex and things like that. It was not none of these girls were women that he would take home. You know, um, right, right. Especially when you look at the fact that he was like he kept seeing them and in, in hotels that they were paying for, mind you. It was actually quite insane. I I feel like, uh -huh. well, I was just going to say, like, yeah. I feel like on that end, this is, that should be reason to, for pause. You know what I mean? In his fans. If somebody makes these types of allegations, obviously I understand the principle of like innocent to proven guilty. But the fact of the matter is he owned up to them indirectly by apologizing. And I'm not saying you shouldn't apologize. I'm saying that the fact that he did apologize and felt like he had something to apologize for yes. goes to the fact that there's guilt there. That he did something. <laughs> so uh, all of the people who may be saying, no, he didn't, it's fraudulent, it's false. Okay, well, to maybe tell Lucas that it's fake <laughs> because he clearly doesn't think it's fake if yeah. he's like specifically apologizing. I also don't really appreciate, like his, with his apology, I mean, eh, it is what it is. I don't, I'm not one of those people that, he he doesn't need to apologize to me. He needs to apologize to those those women. Yes. Um. So that that's you know whatever but i i on a lighter note i have to say that we're gonna have to rewrite the handbook the the securing a bag handbook yeah because none of these girls at any point thought that it was weird that like a guy who at least earns six figures a year probably even if he has to split that money 23 ways he earns at least six figures a year. You can't, you, you cannot convince me that Lucas earns less than six figures a year. And he ain't got no bills because he's living in the dorm with Wavy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, that's, true. that's so, true. So I know he's pocketing all that money. I wouldn't, in my wrong mind, be buying him things. And I think the problem is, is that the relationship that these girls were in with him was not an equal relationship. That's like my biggest problem. Yeah. Because that relationship was a fan, celebrity, fan, idol relationship. It was not, 
he didn't just meet these girls randomly. He met them because they were fans. And because they were fans, they weren't thinking about securing a bag, which uh, securing a bag is different from what what Lucas was doing. Lucas wasn't securing a bag. He was taking advantage of his fans. It's very different, allegedly, uh, because securing a bag is all about everybody in the situation knows what we're getting out of this situation. Right? Yes. And that's what that's about. And and I, I guess to go back to the funny stuff, I feel like, or the lighthearted stuff. We need to rewrite the handbook because <laughs> we, the, I feel like a lot of those girls, did, they took the right steps. Like some of the steps were correct. Like, you know, don't tell anybody about their relationship and all that. But then it just fell apart. It just, it, because they were in love with somebody who was not in love with them. Yes. Um, and so that whole situation is a mess, allegedly. You know, I don't know Lucas. I can't say what kind of person he is. I will say that if these facts are true, if these allegations are true, which the fact that he apologized speaks to their truth, he's got a lot of reflecting to do. And this is a very good cautionary tale of why you should not fall in love with your idols. Like, don't do it. They are not the same people behind closed doors. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, it's like, you're always like, there's always going to be a power imbalance, not because they're your boss or anything like that, but because they are celebrities that you worship. That's the whole reason that you're there. You're supporting them. And because of like the parasocial relationship in K-pop specifically, you're already sort of under a thrall of these K-pop idols, you know, like getting, going back to our cult minisode, you know, you're already like oh, yeah. under thrall. So there is a power imbalance there as well. Right. So it is really fucked up that he like saw that meet he met these girls at fan meet so they're paying money to see you to be to be there in your presence right so they're already you already like it, it's a prime area for you to find women and girls like that right and so he used their their absurd of like fanning standing obsession of him against them and like the way that he would just sort of be like like that that thing that he said where it's like oh you'll help me pay for this or you know like things like little things like that <laughs> like, i think it was the way he said it and it could be a translation yeah. thing because i don't I it don't could speak be mandarin yeah. or yeah. cantonese i think he speaks cantonese i don't speak cantonese and so it could have been the way he it was translated but like yes if you read the translations it sounded kind of abrasive he was like yeah. so are you going to help me pay for this like it, it it and it was like a given that she was going to do it and it's just that's just gross to me and then the other girl with him going back to the more lighthearted stuff uh with him insisting you know oh we don't need that baby we don't need that we could just it, it don't feel good that way you know they all use that line <laughs> from what i hear Wait, here, you know what if we're gonna go there i'm gonna say at least <laughs> at least at the very least if you're with a dude who treats you like you know like like this you know, if you could look back at it and be like, okay, he's an asshole, but the dick game was great. I'd be like, you know, at least you got a positive out of that, right? But none of, like, she said, he he said that he wasn't feeling well, or he just, you know, it's been a while since the last time, so he didn't do well. I was like, girl. Mm, I don't girl. forget, though. <laughs> I, I was, girl. <laughs> I, I felt that so should have been the her. moment. That should have been the moment yeah. when she was like, mm, you know what? All of this I can accept. I can buy these pay for these hotels, buy you stuff, but this? Mm-mm. I mean, people Mm-mm. do it all the time. Like uh, men do it all the time. Where the like Drake, prime example, where he'll buy you whatever, he'll be your sponsor as long as it's good. 
but if it's not good and you spending money, what's the, what, is, what are you what there is your for? benefit? <laughs> what are you there for? Like, and that's the thing, right? Like courtesans. Okay, I've been watching a lot of like medieval history shit. Like, so I'm really like on on the courtesan tip. Okay, because those those women, the smart ones, they got they know how to get a bag. Okay, um, but courtesans, like, which is kind of similar to the behavior that Lucas was displaying, they practice the arts of sex and lovemaking, okay? Like, so they're not gonna be there, they're not just there because they're pretty or they have a low tone, you know, or they can quote unquote sing well or rap. No, they're there because they can keep people satisfied. Lucas couldn't even do that, okay? So allegedly, 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 he couldn't do that. Would it. be he the you perform. know what that that would be the very claim that we get so far. <laughs> right? right? <laughs> that one thing out of everything we say, that's the one thing. <laughs> But allegedly, okay, maybe maybe some women are gonna come out and be like, you know what, he did the same to me, but he was good. So maybe we'll get if this behavior literally, you know, allegedly has been happening for years. Then hey, we'll definitely hear some new things, and maybe we'll we'll have a more positive spin on Lucas's um, one aspect of Lucas's um, skill set. Girl, this conversation, this is probably the the weirdest conversation we've had on air about an angle. Like I will say this is not representative of not your average citizens in general. We usually don't talk about things like this, but look, Lucas begged the question <laughs> when he decided to get involved with these alleged victims. So I mean, like, and that's why you, you can't compare that one. You cannot compare the situation to Chaniel because no girls ever said that Chaniel was bad in bed. They just said he cheated. Okay, Lucas got a lot more <laughs> allegations against and him. And the fact that they all still stayed tells you I know. These are, all of Lucas's girls left. I know, right? And they left stayed. even before knowing about each other, really. So, yeah. you know, like, just saying. So, that was... Um, <laughs> wow. That was Lucas. That you know what's crazy. actually, like, really funny? I just want to say this really quickly before we go ahead. Um, right before the news about Lucas being a thought sure. came out, uh, I was actually editing or like sort of listening through the episode that we did with Jay for No Filter season one, season two, sorry, episode one. And literally at the end mm. of that conversation, Jay mentions that like rumors about oh, Lucas yeah. being a thought. Like it was so insane oh, when I was listening God. to that. <laughs> and then but I cut it because he's like, you know, we, these are just, you know, like, this is just what people sometimes say online. Nobody like, there's no proof behind it. And then literally, literally right after that, these allegations came out. You should hit Jay up and be like, what the fuck, Jay? <laughs> Jay always got the tea, though, so not surprised. <sighs> but, okay, so now we have to get into um, less, less lighthearted news. Uh, so Chris Wu of XOM and, you know, solo stardom was accused of drugging and raping. Um, many many women uh throughout the world at this point now and this was one of those really crazy stories that sort of it started with something really insignificant i think and it sort of snowballed from there because i like i i guess people who are more into chinese news like see entertainment news especially like they might have heard like they always had like little things here or there about Chris and underage girls or just like 
you know, like he would hire 15, 16 year old girls in his music videos and things like that. So a lot of people were saying things like about Chris, but like there was no substantial information or proof or anything like that. So what had happened is earlier this year, they there was this CCTV sort of film of him at a movie with um, a Chinese, I think she was act an actress and she was like 18, like fresh. And people are like, Chris, you're like 31. Like, what are you even doing? And so that was the first time I heard about these allegations. And I was just like, mm, let me bookmark this because I feel like this is going to be a problem. And so anybody who has definitely been, you know, aware of sort of K-pop stuff in the last, like, since July, I believe, um, there were some allegations about Chris preying on underage girls and multiple instances of rape. And um, like, there was like this whole network where like somebody, I don't know if it's his manager or somebody allegedly was basically like doing the connecting for him. Like they were like, I guess the madame or like the pimp in that sense, who would sort of like connect these girls to Chris. And uh, it was like all on the low, low, as I said before. Uh, so, oh, so the girl was Chen Ziyu, Ziyi, um, and this that initial story about the security footage was from May. And so basically um, another woman stepped forward and she had proof of like, you know, screenshots of conversations with Chris and, uh, about him like ghosting some girl that he was dating. And then uh, she actually stood by it, like to the extent that she filed, she filed the initial police report against him, right? And saying that she wants an apology and that she had, she had some quote unquote evidence about him trying to buy her silence. And I think if she had backed down from like Chris's, the alleged pressure she was getting from Chris and the pressure she was definitely getting from his fans, I think that maybe this incident might not have escalated the way that it has. But basically, because she's, because she, um, do Meiju, because she had basically said, like, my career is over, I know that, but this man's gonna get it because he's the worst and he should definitely pay for his crimes. Uh, a lot of other women basically came forward and said that he was very predatory and he was very um, disgusting towards them. And basically it's, it's, there's like more than 24 women, one in America, majority of them in China. And yeah, and then, you know, it also makes people remember, you know, to, Takuya Kimura, the 16 year old, he had in his, he, he literally wanted to have as his love interest in his music video, okay? Uh, so, and he like, he has gone on record saying that he is a traditional man who likes clean, simple, and innocent girls. And so a lot of people, you know, I think a lot of people have already been, pretty much been like, yeah, fuck this dude. He's the worst. Um, I hope he pays for his crime. The death penalty is actually um, what he could get if he's charged with rape in China. Like that is a possibility. I mean, I don't think it's gonna happen because it seems by all accounts that Chris is corroborating or collaborating with the police to, you know, point fingers at other people who might be guilty as well. So I don't think he's going to go to, I don't think he's going to die or anything, but he's definitely going to pay for this. Like it's, it's so out of control out over there. And um, 
yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's goddamn. Talk about like how you shouldn't put your idols on pedestals, you know, because there's only down to go from there. And the higher the pedestal, the farther down they can go. And like the it, like the industry itself is so predatory. Like it's so easy for people with bad bad minds and you know ill intentions to sort of take advantage of of their fans whether they be women or men and it's it's really fucked up um so what did you think about this whole chris thing so i have to say that like when you mentioned earlier about like when you first heard the first little rumblings of it you bookmarked it yeah and it's kind of interesting because i did too yeah and i you know I, I have no interest in chris who i don't you know i wasn't a huge I mean, I'm not big on EXO and I wasn't, I, especially back when he was in the group or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I did notice because, you know, I'm really into certain other aspects of culture um, over here in the States. And you know how he's always like if he when he was in America a lot, it was like, you know, he went to the NBA All-Star Weekend. And I, yes. and I thought it was kind of interesting. I was like, oh, wow, he seems to have like a lot of friends in high places. Yes. And I thought that was really interesting. And I guess I'm mentioning that because, you know, obviously COVID is a thing, but like even before COVID, I, I noticed that there was like a, less of him here. <laughs> yeah. And that does make you wonder why, because America kind of the past couple of years moved into this, it's me too era, you know? Yes. And a lot of the things he's being accused of are the very things that kind of like are getting major celebrities and major businessmen taken down, you know? Yes. Um, so I think that's, that's interesting. It's just a coincidence. I don't think it's really, and I, yeah. and I don't even think it's that strong of a correlation either, yeah. but I just think it's interesting. But I think in terms of the situation, this is crazy to me. Like this, yeah. the, I, it's, I feel like Numbers are not the numbers are usually not the thing that gets me. It's it's when you notice patterns in somebody's behavior, right? Yes. Because a lot of people say things like when there's smoke, there's fire. I I actually don't believe that because I do think that people can just literally rumors can gain legs, right? Of but course, of course. I feel like a lot of the time in this particular situation as well, like you there's you you start to notice a pattern more than anything. It's mm -hmm. not the, really the numbers which I guess establishes a, a pattern, but it's also more so what you notice in somebody's behavior. You know what I mean? And I just think all of that is really interesting and, and messed up. I think Chris, Wu, allegedly, if all of these things are true, which again, I have to say allegedly, but um, just, you know how I am. I just feel like, wow. Like it's, it's just yeah. weird to think that this is a person that kind of existed among other people and you've seen him in things and you've seen him around people that you like. And and obviously I'm not talking about when you put people on pedestal. I'm just talking about, let's say if you like uh, shiny music, well, yeah. <laughs> Chris Wu was in close proximity to shiny, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just a weird kind of feeling you get because you start to wonder how deep does this go? How pervasive yes. is this? Is this a, the only person? And, and you're not doing that to, to sort of devalue the stories and the experiences of his victims, alleged victims, but you're doing that because it, it's that's like the next logical conclusion is like it, there's it's impossible that it's just one person in on it. Oh, absolutely, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's actually, it's, 
it's probably not a huge group either, because as we know, with the conspiracy, anytime there's a lot of people involved in a conspiracy, it gets leaked very easily. And the fact is, this did not get leaked easily. It seems like it had to be like there were he's been doing this for so long, allegedly. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just like kind of like I'm very disgusted and I'm, I'm very shocked, like not that it's Chris, but that that, that this person was like just around so many people like and cared so about and that you love and respect yeah yeah and, and 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 not just that too but also like he was around so many i think k-pop is ripe it's like a place that's ripe with young girls yeah. who probably are like oh chris Wu, he's got a lot of money oh chris Wu, he's in exo like you know yeah. like like, come on now. Like, it's literally the a breeding ground for people to be taken advantage of. So it's just, like, really disheartening to know that, like, this is somebody who exists in the world, you know? Yeah. Um, and in terms of, you know, you speaking on, like, his possible, you know, what repercussions he could possibly face. One thing I want to note is because there's now an alleged victim in America that's going to be a very interesting from that perspective, because if there is a, a victim, if this victim, you know, comes forward in America, and I'm talking about, you know, in a court of law, like sues basically, and, or, you know, presses charges or presses charges. I think it press charges. Um, you're talking about the possibility that he would have to come and be present for proceedings in the United States, which yeah. is, from what I understand, very different from China. China's very much like, the, 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 just like the courtroom is just different. Like how a case proceeds is very different. And, and of course the law is gonna be slightly different as well. And so <laughs> there's a possibility that you, you have a kind of, not to, not to sound dramatic, but like you kind of, you might have a foreign affairs issues on, issue on your hands. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why I say this is because I don't know if you know this, but there's actually a, recently a case in Taiwan, I believe, about this kind of similar thing. Only difference is, is the guy actually murdered his girlfriend. Like oh. he was a citizen of Taiwan. And then I think he went to some other country, murdered his girlfriend and they were trying to figure and it created an issue with China and Taiwan and Hong Kong. Like it kind of was like the catalyst for all of those issues that are going on right now about like oh. what's you know what's included in China. Yeah, that that one thing like somebody murdering their girlfriend in another country created that issue because they were trying to figure out where they would be able to take him to court. Mm. So you're talking about something that could potentially have foreign affairs issues. And yeah. that's not me just being dramatic. Like if you commit a serious crime which you know, we gave the trigger on earlier, so I'll say if you commit a serious, a serious crime, which rape is a serious, violent, it's like it's like a, a very high felony. We'll just put it that way. Mm -hmm. It's up there with murder. If you commit a crime like that, that is a major crime. And that is something that it's going to if this, you know, person decides to, you know, really take see this through. You're talking about something that can have implications outside of even Chris Wu going to jail. It could be literally like foreign policy deciding, which is unprecedented. Well, not even unprecedented because like I said, it happened with the China-Taiwan thing, but it's really interesting to me. Um, yeah. and, and kind of crazy that like one person's actions can potentially result in that. Sorry for taking it to like <laughs> the most like 
dramatic conclusion, but I just think that that kind of thing is interesting. I think that there's some also like really interesting facets about this and the fact that um, right now, I mean, we're going to talk about, you know, the, the CCP rules that they are, um, they're dropping like remixes uh, shortly, but there has been a sort of like a pattern with a lot of um, hyphenated Chinese uh, celebrities being sort of um, getting in trouble with CCP, you know? Uh, And I think it's Asian Junkie that sort of brings it up. But I did notice that when the news first dropped about Chris, a lot of people were calling him Chinese, like Canadian Chinese or Chinese Canadian. And I was like, okay, so yeah, he was raised in, like he did go to high school here, but he has spent most of his life in China and he's also born in China. So like many, you know, East Asian, specifically from like China and uh, Korea, we hear a lot of, of people who come to America and Canada for education purposes, right? And then with the intentions of going back home. And that was by all it extents, what Chris did. So it was kind of strange that they were emphasizing and making sure to specify that he was Canadian Chinese. That was one of the things that was kind of strange to me when I first heard this news come out. And then, and then like I was reading this Asian junkie article and um, they had actually mentioned as well too, that um, with the CCP, um, new guidelines that they are uh, sort of uh, rolling out with, which as I said, we will definitely get into, uh, a lot of the the celebrities that were in trouble recently were, as I said, like Singaporean, they're from Singapore. I don't know if that's Singaporean was a word, sorry. They're from Singapore or they're, or like one of them was actually like Canadian Chinese and they like were giving up their Chinese, their Canadian citizenship to prove that they were loyal and and nationalistic. You know what I mean? So it is, it's one of those really weird sort of interesting um, sort of connections, I believe, to what's going on with Chris and Lucas. Cause I feel honestly that Lucas did not fight the charges or the allegations against him because okay. of Can we talk that, about this? that morality. Can we talk the, about this? Yeah. The, the, the morality clauses and, and rules that are, are happening in China. I honestly believe that he felt that the best thing for his career was to admit it and say that he's going to do better and probably take those morality classes that they're making them take and to, instead of fighting it. Okay. But yes, let's talk about I, it. I, I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say this in relation to the Chris Wu situation because I don't want anybody to get the impression that I'm trying to in any way lessen what happened to his victims because of what I'm about to say. So I'm going to say it specifically in relation to the Lucas situation and some other situations I've seen come up with Chinese celebrities, uh, particularly people like Fan Bingbing, people like Jack Ma, things like that. Um, it's kind of an like been an open secret that like for a long time that the CCP is like really trying to crack down on celebrity like influence. And that's part of these things we're going to talk about next, but it does, it wouldn't shock me if like things are only coming to light things that are true and have 100% happened are, and the reason why they're coming to light right now is because they see it as a dire time. It has reached a level where they feel like, okay, we need to crack down on, on 
uh, the quote unquote celebrity worship. Like it would not shock me at all. And I honestly feel like these things are highly correlated, not the Chris Wu stuff. I like, okay. I, I 100% believe the, the victims. Like I just, that's just my default status until proven otherwise. I, that's just my default. Um, but I think not, but in addition to believing the victims, I think a lot of why they're finally being heard, uh, specifically like in Lucas's case, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to apply this to Chris's case. Cause we don't, I mean, there's nothing to say. Those allegations are very serious. Like that's another level, but I think a lot of the reason why some of these other Chinese celebrities who have like lesser allegations, um, but are, but they are kind of like allegations that could be seen as immoral, even if they're not illegal or like universally um, repugnant. I feel like a lot of that is China, like the CCP, not China, the CCP trying to keep Chinese celebrities in check. And and the part and, and another thing is too when they you you mentioned how they emphasized that Chris Wu was Canadian. Chinese or Chinese Canadian or whatever. Um, I think part of that, part of what they're doing too, is trying to like create that sense of nationalism with mainlanders by making it seem like every case where somebody has done something wrong or where a celebrity got too big for their britches, um, I they're trying to like other them to stoke nationalism in the mainland, and that's a huge conspiracy theory. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's not though. Like, and this is the thing. So I did find the article, like the part um, where they had spoken about it. And it's okay. So the whole point here, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but like they're saying um, the pressure for entertainers has always been from the public. Nationalistic fans are quick to root out who is and isn't proud of their Chinese heritage. So they talked about recently erased actress Zhao Wei is from Singapore. American Li Yifi is she she was um in Mulan and they didn't like that she called herself Asian instead of calling herself Chinese. Recently Nicholas C announced he'll renounce his Canadian citizenship in the name of patriotism. Um so it I don't think it's actually like a conspiracy theory. I honestly as soon as I saw the articles about Chris, every single one of them said Chinese Canadian or Canadian Chinese. And I was like, bruh, he was born and raised in China. He literally just came here to go to school. And then he went back to China and then he lived in Korea and then he went back to China. His most of his life has been in China. He is a Chinese celebrity. Why are you not like, why are you not calling him Korean Chinese since he lived and worked in like he was a trainee and he was an EXO for, you know, however long he was an EXO. Why are you not calling him that? Like there was this really strange, like light bulb moment when I was reading all of these articles and I'm not trying to like, take it away from the perfect things that Chris has done because like that that is always going to be the focus and or allegedly done sorry and that is always going to be the focus and definitely like that is something that I like if it is true you know I hope he gets punished by the fullest extent of the law whatever that looks like because I don't like I don't mess around I don't play like assault rape all battery like no it's it's a no for me so that is definitely like I'm not trying to minimize that but I'm just saying that, like, looking at the full story, I started to see little, you know, you start seeing little pins, like, you know, on a big map, <laughs> when you start putting in, like, locations, like, you start to notice a pattern, right? And I feel like yeah. that is a pattern that I've been noticing with 
like the CCP recently, right? And that's what a little too coincidental. Yes, it's like that's happening what I with every right. major celebrity that has yes. like a huge following. Like, yes. come on now, be be. I feel like I look at the CCP every day, and I just say, do less. Like, be less obvious. Like, everybody knows what you're doing, and yet sometimes it's like they don't care, but then sometimes they do because then they get real sensitive when people criticize them and they go, yeah. well, instead of focusing on China, you should focus on the fact that, you know, Americans hate black people. And then I'm like, okay, I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what does that have to do? Yeah, with but in China, they like literally the had a museum where they were comparing black people to animals. So, I mean, I don't think that you guys are really the ones to be talking about this. Like, I don't think you care about, about human either. rights violations. And then yeah. you literally have concentration camps for human beings like what i don't i don't we'll get to china later but that's well, the yeah. conspiracy aspect yeah but you know actually we'll just get into it since you okay, know well, let's we'll get into it i mean i i feel like everybody knows chris brown chris chris brown oh my god chris brown chris's, I mean? the chris's the chris's you know like god damn it Whoa. uh but chris will you know i was a chris will fan he but after honestly after everything that went down with sungry i was like listen I feel like I have bad taste in 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 idols, so oh, I'm I just like, but so I'm just gonna like not be. I'm gonna try to like fangirl a little bit less. Obviously, I broke my own rule because then I got into Got Seven, and I'm a huge Bam Bam fan. But <laughs> uh, I definitely like. I'm not. I'm not like a mindless fan, guys. I'm not unhinged. As soon as I heard the stuff about Chris Wu, I was like, girl, bye. Hopefully, you know, if these, I believe the victims. So if the court of law in China finds you guilty and they're like, bruh, you get like 25 years of hard labor. That's see, just see, what that's the do. difference between that's the difference between these cases like China and Japan. Like when we look at Sun Green, we look at uh, Chris Wu. I fully believe that if China can get him on something like China, I'm saying China, but like if the Chinese government um, prosecution, whatever, I don't know what they're called in China, but if they can get something on him, they 100% will pursue it to the fullest extent of the law because it, it, at the end of the at the end of the day, China in China, the CCP. I don't want to say China because I don't want to make it seem like I'm talking about Chinese people. I'm talking about yes. the CCP. Yes. The CCP is ruled by itself. It, it, it has, it doesn't have like, you know how like we talked about, you know, well in South Korea for them, you know, smoking weed is horrible, right? Like, yeah. so we got to respect that because that's something that their people chose when they voted. You know, yeah. China is not about like, you know, or the CCP is not about like, established moral codes it's about what the leader of the ccp thinks is the right thing you know what exactly. i mean like and that can change so. like at right. the, the drop of a hat like i was telling like not to, to get off topic but i was telling jimin about like there's so many cool like docu videos on like youtube guys you got like if you have free time oh my god look at the video on leftover women and 996 in china but like literally if you talk like the video was about feminism in china and how like during the war and like the post-war effort um after like um the the revolution in china like the image of women of femininity was like you know the, the strong woman who was like at the farm and literally like leaders change leaders opinions change all of a sudden that's like disgusting and women should just only focus on being married you know so it literally is at the whim of whoever is in charge uh rather than like the the system 
itself where you you have actual choices and the people can go out and vote for these choices you know what i mean uh mm -hmm. <laughs> so it is a very very different sort of situation with china and and korea and also these these cases are a mess and, uh well, speaking about yeah. we'll just you know cut to, to keep going into this and yeah. speaking about choices and, and everything china's literally trying to eliminate choice or the ccp <laughs> they're literally like trying to make it so that you know there and part of it could could be that social currency system that i don't know that if you heard china has like it's basically like that episode of black mirror where everybody's like rated via yes. social media yeah yeah, yeah china, that's media. like actually a real thing that china is actually doing and they yes. have like facial recognition software and it's like insane but it's like a hyper surveillance state really and I think that feeds into this story and in this situation about China's new mandates about, yes. you know, cracking down on influencer culture and idol culture and quote unquote, effeminate masculinity. We'll get to that in a second, but to tie that all into the Chris Wu situation and the conspiracies about Lucas and, and Jack Ma and all of these Chinese celebrities who are kind of effectively being silenced if they, just for not even if they disagree with the party, just being silenced because they have so much influence over the teenagers in China that the CCP is afraid that they'll have more influence than the CCP. That's what a lot of this sounds like to me. And I don't know if you want to mention any specific things that they uh, mandates that they're trying to institute to crack down on the influence of idols and and just in general celebrities. Well, I think the most important thing that like it ties to that social currency thing, but it also, um, so we recently did a mini-sode, you guys should check out our mini-sodes, they're great, but we recently did a mini-sode <laughs> about, um, you know, ethics versus morals, morals and morality, right? And I think mm -hmm. that what the CCP is trying to push is the fact that these are morals, you know, these are like the morals of society, the morals of the people, and, but the people are not deciding the morals, it's it's the government that's deciding the morals. Uh, so it's, it's really, interesting to me that uh a lot of it is attacking things like um influencer um culture and also to the the rankings you know and reality shows and things like that i think it's interesting to me personally because when i first saw that they were cracking down on these things i thought it was a good thing <laughs> and hear me out hear me out people i we come on here you know, or on Twitter and all these things. And we complain about influencers. We complain about tummy tees and and waist, those waistband thingies that they use that are basically just corsets. We complain about like how famous the Kardashians are for doing nothing. You know, we complain about uh, inflated charts, uh, like or, or ran rankings on charts and, and, and album sales and things like that. Some of these rules would get rid of that kind of stuff. So I, you know, it's, it's when I first heard that they were like getting rid of reality shows and honestly, the reason they're getting rid of the reality shows did come about through a very, very, very valid reason where there was this like this weird giveaway thing where if you got this, this container of like yogurt um, and it had like a QR code, you could scan it and vote for this really, really hugely popular show in China. But what it ended up happening is everybody was buying this milk and they were tossing it in buckets and throwing it down the drain. So they were wasting this product. And so that is really what brought about the whole like um, the CCP's attention towards 
reality TV shows and competition shows in China. And not to say that they wouldn't have attacked, like, um, not attacked it, but like they wouldn't have made rules about it uh, beforehand, like, or eventually. They probably would have eventually gone after it, but this really did speed it up because of how shocking the waste was, you know, and how, like, how. It's, it's just like there's no excuse that you could ha possibly have in the world for buying four crates of milk or, or sorry, this liquid yogurt thingy and tossing it into buckets and tossing it down the drain just so you could have a chance to vote for a, like a, re a, con a reality competition show, you know? So I, 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 I want to have like a really open conversation about it because as I said, a lot of people do come up we come online and we complain about a lot of the things that ccp has made new rules about uh yeah but there's they, something to be said for the the, the freedom of choice though of there's course, something to be said course. for like no uh, and i, I want to say to speak to what you just said i, I you were listening to me as i was reading some of those articles and yeah. i specifically said this sounds like a good thing like some of those yeah. things this sounds like a good thing i think the problem is is you have to examine two things. One, yes. not just that one thing that they're of doing, course. like, you know, cracking down on like illegal voting. It's it's not just that one thing they're doing. There's some other things in there that's a lot more problematic. Of course. But two, you also have to under you also have to take into account why are they doing they're this? Doing it. They're not doing mm -hmm. these things because, you know, you know, one of our concerns with gaming the charts is like. Um, you know, it, it doesn't allow, you know, lesser known artists uh, who do, you know, these people might have quality work, but we'll literally never know because artists who have blind zombie fans are just, you know, zombie streaming, you know, yeah. that's, that's like a valid moral concern. And I know morals are different everywhere, but I think generally speaking, most people can agree that as long as you're not hurting another person, you're good now yeah. very the now what that hurt is varies from person to person but i think the general idea is like as long as you're not hurting other people fine right mm -hmm. um and so i think there's a but I, so i think there's a moral element to that i think when you actually look at why and i'm not saying you're not looking at it i'm just kind yeah, of no. like speaking to the listeners right so like when we look at why the ccp is doing this of course they don't do you think they care about the Milk little guy not being able dream. to chart <laughs> yeah do you think do, no do, okay let's talk about that do you think yeah. they care about waste that comes from buying all these they're literally creating the waste they're literally overfishing and i'm pretty sure i think i read like uh like the sea between africa and south america they're overfishing that sea to the point where there's nothing they've destroyed the natural habitat of the sea life they don't care about the environment. <laughs> like what? That's well, they, they only care about the environment in China. That's why they put that in big China. ass park yeah, out. Specifically. Yeah. 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 They, they only, and it's not even, honestly, it's only select Chinese people yes. that they care about. It's not yeah. all Chinese people. <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> Girl, the CIA about to be calling us like, <laughs> Y'all messing up our foreign affairs. But yeah, I will I will like put a little caveat in and when I was talking about the things like that I did agree with, I I said at first, I did like I only saw that snippet. I'm like, hey, this is a good damn idea. But as I saw all of the other um Mandates? rules. Yeah, especially the stuff about effeminate men and things let's, like okay. that. Let's finally get into that because girls yes. <laughs> okay. The re I actually had heard about this through, so um, as you know, I 
we had watched, you know, we watched Theory of Love. We watched mm-hmm. some of our other shows. And I, there's kind of a community around that. And I had heard that, so there, the novelist from the book that me and you read, mm-hmm. um, like she, a lot of her um, books, a lot of her novels are being made. And a lot of her novels, basically the same, like Don May concept, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was actually in production, right? And this was a huge news because it was in production and then it literally got canceled, I think. I'm pretty sure it got canceled and or delayed indefinitely might have been the terminology. Ah. And literally nobody knew why. And so now that I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh, okay. So they're trying to crack down on basically anything that they consider effeminate masculinity, quote unquote, and basically also by extension, I guess they group that in with anything gay, which we already know is hugely problematic. But there's so many, there's literally so many issues with this. I don't even know where to start. It's so disgusting. It's so gross to me. And I feel like not only are you trying to limit people's expression, freedom of expression and representation in the media, but you are basically criminalizing femininity. You're basically saying it's wrong to be feminine. And by extension, it's kind of wrong to be a woman because being feminine is unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, intrinsically tied with being a woman, right? Yeah. And you already talked about earlier that whole situation um, with the leftover women. So you, you, do you see the problem that I'm getting at? Like you see yeah. how it's how it can only lead to even worse things. And I'm not saying this isn't already worse. This is already bad, horrible, extremely problematic. I'm saying that I also see a future where it gets even worse. Like oh, it's absolutely. not, it, it doesn't stop here. So I think it's already gross that they are that they that there's this problem. That, that basically they're lumping in effeminate men and by extension gay men, um, they're lumping them in as a problem with people who um, bulk buy, which uh, maybe maybe I'm being like, uh, what's the word, extra or something like that. But I think bulk buying is a horrible thing. I think in terms of like the environment, Ooh. right? It's, you know and what, like honestly, mass- oh, mm-hmm. sorry, sorry, sorry. I was going to say like, I learned to like, before I did, I didn't know that streaming is also ecologically very harmful. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't actually know that, like, to the extent that it is. So it's not just the the bulk buying that's, you know, a terrible, terrible thing, but the streaming itself and the en- amount of energy that it's t- consuming to stream is also very harmful for the environment. Yeah, like lumping in, especially because most of the places where they're streaming heavily still rely heavily on non-renewable resources for Mm -hmm. their electricity. But that's a whole other thing. The fact of the matter is, is you're literally grouping in people who do nothing to anyone and who are not wrong by their very nature, who their existence is not wrong. You're grouping that in with environmental destruction. You're grouping that in with like uh, unscrupulous practices. You're grouping that in with companies that basically pressure their fans to buy things. They pressure poor fans, teenagers, most of, most of the time, pressuring these kids to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars and, and sometimes thousands of dollars on already millionaire celebrities. Yep. That's not nearly the same level of, of horrible behavior. One of them is not even horrible behavior. One of them is actually 
perfectly fine, normal, widely, well, <laughs> we would like it to be widely accepted. And then the other one is just horrible behavior. Like, yeah. I don't, I think there's just so much to unpack with these new rules. And the first of which is that it's a human rights violation. It's literally like reading human rights violations. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're literally telling people you don't get to do these things anymore. These You don't have the choice to do these things that are not, you know, in some cases that are not hurting anyone. Obviously we mentioned like the environmental issues with like bulk, you know, mass corporatism and consumerism, right? There, there's an issue with that. But mm -hmm. like when we talk about those other things, it's like those things have no, literally no negative effects on anybody. And you're effectively criminalizing it. Come on now. Yes. Yes. I can literally hear the FBI. <laughs> yes no it's um as i said yeah it's been very uh the whole thing is just really really dangerous and i think that um the, the rules themselves these ethics rules that they're sort of um they're um i think they call it like their their morality board or whatever like what they've passed is I mean, come on it's, now, how does that terrifying. even sound? That sounds like it's something terrifying. you would hear in like a YA dystopian novel, a morality board, what? Actually, this what, What's really next, does... you're gonna split us up in categories, <laughs> Dauntless and, and uh, the Divergence? <laughs> it actually does sound like something in 1984, the George Orwell novel. So like, it's not very far you know, from that, to be quite honest with you, because basically the government is saying that um, they only want certain types of people and if you're not that person, then you're in trouble. And then they push like their heavily like nationalistic population against you. And then we have situations where people literally are like these actors and celebrities are literally taking these like morality classes to prove that they're going to be the perfect, you know, soldier or comrade. Yep, that's exactly what. It, and you know what the, the yeah. crazy thing is about the fact that so many times it's like they're trying to put they're trying to pit their nationalistic population against you is the fact is uh sorry it's the fact that lots of times people who are blindly nationalistic are that way because they literally have not experienced anything outside of where they're from yeah absolutely and because of that you think that whatever you have is perfect yeah it's the ideal why would you want something else right and um and also too like a lot of people prefer to be sheeps like to the extent, it's easier. Yeah, it is easier. So that is also another thing. Um, but I think we're definitely going to see a lot of celebrities disappear and have their information oh, yeah. removed. Uh, we're definitely going to start seeing um, like this boy love phenom that has, you know, that uh, the guy master of demonic cultivator or like uh, the untamed has brought about. We're definitely going to see more kickback from that. Uh, and like, I could see like the whole, like BL market sort of just going underground in oh, a lot of ways. Plummet. And the crazy thing yeah. is the crazy thing is a lot of like, a lot of these celebrities and these actors who are in that community, at least in, from the Thai perspective, a lot of them depend very heavily on the Chinese market. And that's why they cater so much. Like a lot of the aesthetics is catered to that market. Mm -hmm. So if you basically make them illegal, you're not just affecting 
you people in China, you're affecting people whose livelihoods depend on China. Yeah. And th th honestly, that's why I wish like we as a planet would collectively move away from depending on, and we, we kind of are, you know, we're moving more towards Vietnam, moving more towards Pakistan, India, um, places that don't, for, from what I know, have oppressive regimes <laughs> in place like that. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's can definitely, yeah, I definitely see like some, I'm hoping that it doesn't get to the extent of persecutions of, you know, people who are quote unquote effeminate, uh, especially since I, it's interesting when they discuss the whole flower boy thing, they act like it's imported from, from Korea. Like the whole I'm idea. I'm pretty sure it started in China though. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that oh, you Japan. Know, people Japan. like that have always existed as well. And so. Right. <laughs> but I mean like the popularization of oh, it. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. I feel like the earliest ideas of flower boys kind of obviously Japan because yeah. anime boys. Right. But like, I feel like you see it in live action a lot. Yeah. In China. I feel like that's like a, a big place for it. And don't get me wrong. Like Korea is obviously a huge hub, but to say that it's just like, Oh, this is what China is literally doing with all of it. Not just the flower boy stuff, but in general, anything that they think is bad, they go, Oh, it's important. Yeah. Hence why Chris Wu is Canadian American. I'm sorry. Canadian Chinese now. <laughs> so Yeah, no, absolutely. And like, if you think about it too, flower boys, people think of boys over flowers a lot, right? Before it was a huge Korean hit, it was a huge Taiwanese hit, and it was so huge as Meteor Garden that they actually remade it in chi in China, like in 2019, 2018, or something like that. It was terrible, but uh, <laughs> it's just like an example of the fact that like you can't just act like remove yourself, <laughs> you know, from a concept because you have China decided be you like, don't like it. <laughs> girl, I feel like I feel like the C the C CCP is like really they're like really good at like doing the whole, like I'm going to do something and then I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. Like literally, if you look at Chinese history, it's like a history of the CCP doing things and then pretending they never did those things. But I, I will say too that the connection to K-pop, just to like end that sort of um, discussion is that we're probably going to see a lot of idols go overseas to train like they're doing with Girls Planet 999 um, in Korea, which has like an equal number of Korean, Japanese and Chinese trainees. Um, but we'll definitely probably see that a lot more because you can't have reality shows now in China, right? Uh, and then also, or abandoning them and going along with what the CCP wants. So we're definitely gonna see like, and, and the crazy thing is China was set to take over from Korea, in my opinion. They had the numbers, they were catching up in terms of like their dramas and their music. So they were set, I personally think, to overtake K-pop on a global scale, but they have literally shot themselves in the foot with this. So yeah, we're definitely gonna keep you guys uh, on top of the news as it comes in and any new developments that come in with that. So it's unfortunate. Uh, but the last thing we're going to talk about today is our featured segment. And our featured group this week is Kingdom. Not to be confused with Kingdom the Show, because that had Definitely me all sort of confused. <laughs> that had me all sort of confused when they first dropped. I was like, wait, are they connected to Kingdom or World of Kingdom? But no, they're not at all connected to them. <laughs> so Kingdom is a, a Korean boy group under GF Entertainment. The group consists of seven members, Dan, Arthur, Mujin, Louis, 
Ivan, Jahan, and Shiwu. And the cool thing about them is each of their names are like for different kings in like history. So Louis is named after Louis no. the 14th. Yes, Louis the 14th, who was the, the I think he's called like the sun, the sun god. King. Yeah, the sun yeah. king. Yeah, so each of these members are named for a different king. Like Arthur, obviously, Ivan, Jahan was, um, I can't remember where he's from, but I know Chiwu was like a Chinese emperor or something like that. So that's what these members are all sort of like connected to. Uh, I think the oldest member was born in 2002, I think. Oh, no, no, no. I think it's earlier than that. Maybe 96. I have to double check. But Girl, um, I mean, you know how many difference of years that you <laughs> <laughs> No, maybe 96. What? So he's yeah, no, no. I, you know, it's funny. Like mid 20s. I have. um Yeah, I've been 97. I was Dan was born in 97. See, there you go. Because I was like, wait, 2002. Well, I think just to him for debuting. Yes, 2002, I think, is the youngest member. I think that's why I got mixed up. Yes, the maknae, Chiwu, is born in 2002. So uh, it's, it's quite actually like a, a pretty decent range of, of, of ages for these group members. Uh, and two of the members were actually in previous groups as well. So um, the older members. I so thought that you were about to say sense. two of them were in prison. Uh, in <laughs> previous <laughs> groups, no. Okay, so <laughs> they debuted on February 18th. 2021 and their first single was called Excalibur and then they came out with Karma I think a month ago and we also watched a live of them um on I think the K-pop show which was they did like a uh, a ballad which they sang very heartfully uh they did a, a small interview with um <laughs> and, and then they did a performance of Excalibur I oh one of the members was in K Tigers. What? Yes, yes, yes. Let me look it up. Which one it Wait, was? But K K Tigers didn't disband, did they? I don't know. I oh, haven't heard of them for a while really though, so I'm really sad. Yeah, but one of the members was in K Dry K Tigers. From what I'd seen, let me see which one it was. Uh, but yeah, so while I look for that, let me know. Like, what did you think? What did you think of Excalibur and Karma? Okay, so uh, for Excalibur, I well, first of all, I have to say this: I do really, really love their concept. I think it's yes. super cute. Yes, it's so different. It's so creative. Uh, the idea that it's just they're all kings, which <laughs> I know we always joke like <laughs> we're calling them king, but um, I think that that's really cool and really interesting, and I like how they showcase it in the music videos. Um, in terms of the songs. This is a literally like my first thought was this is Vix. Like this is Vix. It's it I mean not saying that they sound completely like carbon copies of Vix. Saying that they had that same kind of feeling that you get from listening to Vix. A lot of that music is heavily concepted um and and it tends to have like a darker concept. Um and and you get that from them. And and there's kind of a rock slant to them too. They're not just straight pop there's it's not a strong taste of like you know alternative rock but it's a little bit of that pop rock slant um that I do like and I do enjoy I think um I think my biggest takeaway from them is well one there was no subtitles um so I was like okay you know this is a good time to practice my Korean listening and 
uh, I, I just thought that was interesting just because it's 2021 and it's been a long time since I've seen a K-pop music video without subtitles. But yeah, the biggest takeaway from them was that they should lean heavily into this concept. They should do everything in their power to lean as far and as deep as they can into this concept. Because I think finding a niche like that is really important, but also what well, to differentiate yourself in this world, you know, full of, of groups that are, you know, trying to debut and get their footing in the K-pop industry. But I also just think that it's a good concept. Like I haven't seen a very good concept in a long time. This is a good concept that will stick with people if they really lean into it. One thing I was saying, you know, and thinking as I was watching was like, imagine what they could do if their budget match their the visuals they were trying to serve like if you looked at the outfits they were in their costuming was was pretty decent but like the sets and the backgrounds you know they suffered a little bit from the lack of a budget i think with a bigger budget they could do a lot more and it could be very interesting um i also think that they need they still need that one song obviously they're still very new they just debuted in february but i think they need something a little different than karma or excalibur i thought karma was a little bit more interesting but i don't think it was unique enough to attach it to their concept if that makes sense um in terms of their live performance though i have i think that there's a, a lot of room for growth i think that you ran into an issue where um the member with the blonde hair i don't remember his name um, but the member with the blonde hair i noticed he made the same gestures over and over and over again. Like if you watch it, Nat, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's uncanny. Like he did the exact same uh, gestures just repeatedly. And so I think there's, and it's not, and it's not that they look uncomfortable because you know a lot of newer groups have said, okay, they look uncomfortable. I think this with their issue is like they just seem very practiced in a way that you should never be in a live performance. So I think as they get more comfortable, not more comfortable, but more experience on the stage, I think that might, you know, help, but they need to definitely look into look into that. Um, and then the last thing I want to know is I think some of their choreographies are a little bit unsafe. Like there were a couple of times I noticed during the live performance where um, one of the guys who had, he was, he had to like walk up people's arms he almost fell like a couple times and it was very obvious he literally stumbled and I was like mm -hmm. that if you don't have the body control to be able to do that like if you can't other groups I've seen pull stuff like that off flawlessly and there's no stumbling so if there's a risk of that I don't think that you should have choreography like that because that detracts from the performance and it's also a very unsafe situation that you know we don't want we've had a lot of idols injured over the past couple of years. So yeah, I think, yeah, my biggest thing about them is I think they're interesting. Oh, and their chant. So their chant is open the gate. <laughs> it's, or not their chant, their, uh, their greeting. It's yes. open the gate. We are a kingdom, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> I thought it was cute. I, I, see, okay. <laughs> I, it could have just been because of how like he was doing it, where he just kind of like said it. And I didn't know why he was saying it. And then all of a sudden I saw them doing their hand sign and everything. So I, I could see why it's cute. But I, I feel like it didn't roll off the tongue as well as like, one, dream. And I say, tomorrow about to get me that. Or like, bang, ton. Like, it, it's not, it doesn't have that punch to it. 
Or like, <laughs> and you know what? Maybe I'm just being super picky because I did get on Stacy because Stacy is Stacy girl is going going down. down. And that's not their <laughs> that's not their greeting, but that's like their little thing that they do in their song, yeah. their call out. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like I, I don't know. I like them when they are just like really natural, you know, and they don't mm. require a lot of thought. Like bump time. Like that that's so easy. Like, oh, you're saying that because that's part of your name. Or like to the world, you're like in NCT. Like, yeah, because NCT, the whole concept is like they're in the world. Whereas the open the gate, one, it doesn't roll off the tongue. And two, I don't really know how it connects back with their concept. Mm, I see what you mean. So, well, I think the open the gate thing might be more tied to Arthurian legend, maybe. So, then, but I wasn't yeah. sure. Yeah. But, and that's another thing I want to mention. In their music videos, and you can correct me on this, I noticed that a lot of their costuming seemed Chinese. Did you pick up on that? Like, I feel like it wasn't very Korean. Yeah, I didn't notice that. It felt more like a Chinese historical drama. Yeah. And that's why I was like hesitant to say like, on the one hand, I do want them to lean more into like more of a traditional concept. That would be super cool. But it would be kind of weird if it's Chinese because that's not their culture. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, look, it ain't my culture either. So look, I don't have a dog. <laughs> it is. Point is, I don't want to be the person that's like, oh, Jimin's problematic because she thinks they should do Chinese. No, that's not what I'm saying. I, I just thought it looked cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, but I would, but I, but I thought about it and I was like, well, what if they were doing a hip hop concept and then all of a sudden they wanted to all have afros and wanted to all, you know, do something that was like traditionally a part of black culture? How would I feel? And that's how yeah. I looked at it. So just saying, just as a disclaimer. But what about you? Any yeah. thoughts about No, I agree with like everything that you said basically. I do I love the idea of their their concept. I like I like I love what it could be, but I do think that when they are a bit too practiced, there's not they're not really natural. And I mean they're a new group, so I mean obviously they've been around for less than a year, so that can definitely be worked on. I mean, Blackpink were very stiff in the beginning too, and they got better with time. So it's possible for them as well. I do agree. Some of the like dance moves that they were doing, I was kind of like, this is, this is doing a bit too much, you know, for one performance, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. uh, especially with Excalibur. I thought it was weird that they, you know, the group itself is supposed to be based on like Kings, but none of the Kings are Korean. Like if you go yeah. through their names, like Don is a, a Denmark king. You had Ivan for Ivan the Terrible, which is like, why would you pick Ivan the Terrible when you're not not his grandfather, I think, or father, Ivan the Great, who is also called Ivan the Great. Hello. Uh, Arthur, obviously from Camelot. They had um, Mujin, who's like the first emperor of Japan. They have uh, Louis the Great, Louis XIV, um, sorry, of France. And they had Jahan, who was the one who built the Taj Mahal. And then they have Chu, who's like a Chinese emperor. It, it's so, as I said, it's kind of strange that they don't have any Korean I mean, emperors. Sejong the kings. Great is literally just sitting right there waiting for right. you to use his name. Like, it's, yeah, I get that. Maybe they yeah. didn't think it's, it sounded cool, but I think Sejong sounds, it sounds cool. I and I think it's so a lot cooler than Louis. Like, no offense to Louis out there. Yeah. <laughs> But it so it was kind of strange, I think, when I was when I was going through that information and I realized like none of them like they're like as you said, the costuming didn't seem very Korean. And then on top of that, they don't have any Korean rulers. So 
that's weird. It, it's a bit weird, right? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is the perfect chance for you to showcase Korean culture, and yet you showcase every culture but Korean. Also, note that none of the kings are black, but you know, <laughs> that's none of my business. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> um, uh, even though Matamusa is literally dead, like historians all agree that he was the richest and most powerful. Well, I don't know about powerful, but the richest king of oh, all times. Yes. Like the, the no other, in history. yeah, in history, no, like Jeff Bezos, what? That's a popper, according to Masa Musa. Musa is it Masa Musa? Masa Musa? Yeah, yeah. Like it. It's crazy to me that you like, <laughs> like. I mean, you wouldn't even pick did you just him. Forget that there were. African kings. Yeah, yeah. African they just they skipped I, over Africa clearly because, and, it, and you know you what. Know, I was going to make an excuse like, oh, maybe they were just, and then I'm thinking like, no, none of these kings that they picked have anything in common. Like it, they're not all Asian. They're not all, um, you know, fictional. They're not, you know what I mean? Like there's, you can't say any of that. So yeah. it's like, mm, that's a little bit sus. And on top of but, that too, like, like on top of that too, Don of Denmark, that's the king you went that? with? Like what? <laughs> you didn't even we pick didn't like Henry the eighth, Henry the first. Girl, James <laughs> the first and six. You can pick literally any European king. We all we know who all of them are, and you pick this man that nobody ever heard of. Right, that's what I mean. So it was kind of strange uh, to me uh, with that because I was just like, okay, this this is very very strange. Uh, but also too, like I don't know, like I feel like they they're still such a young group that there's so much room for them to change and to like improve that I'm going to wait for that. Uh, but I mean, I see a lot of potential, not just with the, the, the concept of course of like the Kings and like this mythological thing that they sort of like lean into, but also just like with the guys, like, as I said, like a lot of times ballads come across as really, really weird from K-pop groups because they're not created for ballads, <laughs> like, let's be real, they're, they're just not. Uh, but I thought that they did a decent job at it. And it, once they get better at performing, I think that they will definitely, um, they could stand, you know, apart from other groups with vocal abilities. So I'm just, you know, throwing that out there. And it's all, it's Ivan, who was in K-Tigers a few years ago. So there's that information. Okay. Yeah. I want to say this real quick about the performance and we can wrap yeah. up. Yeah. I will say this just to any group, watch your lip syncing. Yes. Like, there's not a problem with lip syncing, but when you are so far behind the track that we've already moved on to the bridge of the song and you still at the first verse, it's a problem. It's very noticeable and it's very distracting. Um, mm. And and obviously that's me being picky. Like that's not that huge of a deal, but I just think that's important if you want to be the consummate entertainer. Yeah, watch no, absolutely. Your lip syncing. Absolutely. And I this is all like really just constructive criticism, Kingdom fans. I'm not sure what their fandom name is at this point, but we're not, you know, we definitely see a lot of potential and it, they're really cool to watch because of this, the King concept, you know? Uh, so they're, they oh, their fandom, name, that. their fandom name is Kingmaker and I actually love it. <laughs> so. You know what? Because I'm about to say, they could have been real basic and caught their fans something like princes princesses queen you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. that that's just too basic i i think that that's pretty cute kingmaker 
Yes. I oh, I kind of want to think of one real quick. Okay, I know we need to wrap up, but I kind of want to think of like random names for them that I prefer. They could have done like um, Jokers. They could have went with like mm, the, like the cards. cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That might be too that. close though to like card the group because each member has like a card that they represent or something. So that might have been Yikes. too close. Yeah, maybe they should have just went well because the only kingmaker I really know is Godwin, Earl of Wessex. And he literally like put the crown on like so many people during the Plantagenet, Plantagenet like wars and stuff like that, the War of the Roses. So like that who came to mind. And I think Godwin is like an awesome name. I don't hear what anyone tells me. I think that's an amazing name. So if they use something like that, that would have been kind of cool too. But I don't know, I kind of like Kingmaker because they're the kings. I don't so know what a Kingmaker king. is, to be honest. Oh, it's basically just somebody who puts people on the throne through like political dealings and shit like that. So like they're the, the power behind the throne. Like mm. you would not have your crown if it wasn't for me. You so, know what? I wish, I, it would have been better if their name, their their group name wasn't Kingdom because yeah. then you could call their fans Kingdom because that's super cute. Yeah, but, that's true. Or like empire, the empire. Like, yeah, you know how BTS has no army. Like, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be like a plural name. It can be like a singular like thing made up of many components. Right? Yeah, no, no, I get that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. But I don't know. I kind of like Kingmaker, so it's fine. Uh, but yeah, so like, <laughs> keep an eye out for Kingdom. They have two singles yes, out. You check it out. Check out their singles. If you like Vix, you will love Kingdom. Okay, I mean. <laughs> With a lower budget, they're they're Vicks with a lower budget, so yeah. you will love I mean, at this time they're from a small agency, so yes. But yeah. once they, you know, once you get that mass streaming in and that bulk buying in, uh, <laughs> all of the environmental destruction, just do it. Just you know, no, please, the budget will go up. Don't don't do it, people. Guy, don't, don't do it. Just just I mean, just support you can them. buy a song, right? Yeah. Like, this is not a problem, but don't be ridiculous. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was the episode, guys. It was a bit longer than we expected, uh, but there was a lot to talk about. Uh, so <laughs> if you uh, like the discussion, you can uh, feel free to reach out to us at notyouraveragenetizens at gmail.com, on Twitter at nyanedizens, on IG and Facebook at notyouraveragenetizens. And, you know, we're always open to discussions, uh, questions, something you, if you have something that you want us to talk about, like we're completely free to uh, add that to our list here. I know that somebody, I think, I don't know if it was Azana, somebody had, had actually said we should talk about Chris Wu and they actually gave us a link for it. So uh, that was mostly why I put it in today's topic, kind of forgetting oh, that. Well, that was we a had, fruitful discussion. So. Yeah. Yeah, so thank Shout you very you. much. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for your support. Do you have any shout outs? You know I do. Of course. <laughs> so shout out to my baby first, Kenavan. It was his birthday the other day. Oh, Y'all know nice. that I have this thing for Virgos. I don't know what it is. Something's wrong with me. Shout out to him. Shout out to Omen Unknown because they are filming and they are giving and they are, and I'm just living every day. So shout out to them. Shout out to Pond because every day he levels up. He just gets more and more attractive. I don't know what to do about it. Uh, shout outs to Ash and Jay who couldn't be here. Shout outs to Nat who could be here. <laughs> shout outs to all the listeners who tune in faithfully. And shout outs to all the listeners who tune into our Patreon and subscribe to our Patreon, which of course you can do. We will have the link in the description, but you can find us on Patreon and Nyan Edisons as well. We post lots of amazing extra content there. Um, 
including our drama reviews, including our album reviews um, and reactions. Yeah, lots of stuff on there. Lots of good stuff. Shout outs to uh, I'm missing a Thai actor somewhere. Oh, shout outs to to Off and Gun, um, a Chinese fan or I think maybe she was an interviewer. She recently met with them. She said that Off is just sweet as apple pie, which yeah, duh. And Gun is just every day letting us know once again, as I keep reminding everybody, he lets us know that we're all poor, which we love to see it. Um, <laughs> he must be friends with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that never be real quick what? to let you know you're poor. <laughs> so- <laughs> um, and also shout outs to Apple for causing, or maybe it wasn't Apple, maybe it was a YouTuber for causing that, like this me to laugh a lot today because apparently the iPhone 14 leaked, even though the <gasps> iPhone 13 was just announced. <laughs> and it was okay. really funny. All the memes that people had about it was hilarious. So uh yeah, I think that's all of my shout outs for now. I know I'm missing a lot of people. I'm sad because I wanna I always miss every like people that I mean to get. What about you? Um well damn Apple is dropping the 13A. Shit, I just upgraded yes. to the um, the 11. I should have upgraded to the 12 if the 14th is already like, you know, in stock at this point. Darn. But anyways, <laughs> uh, shout out to JB for Somo Fumi. Uh, I like it. It's cute. And the packaging is uh, recyclable. But the packaging is actually freaking amazing. Like somebody turned it into a purse. And honestly, like you can't rip this packaging. So <laughs> it would actually make a really cool purse. Uh, it's just like really well engineered and it's made from recyclable materials and it is recyclable. So I think that's amazing. And I think that's a trend we should definitely be moving towards. And uh, shout out to uh, Sistar who have a chance to, you know, rebrand themselves if that's what they want to do uh, and maybe come out with some group music because now none, none of them are at Starship. And <laughs> shout out to uh, Jessica Jung, who continues to give us things that nobody asked for. Um, we want music, girl, <laughs> we want music. Like, I don't know how to say this. I don't know maybe if I need to say it in Korean, but we need music, okay? Like we just, Blank and Eclair's new line. Sorry? I just said it for you in Korean. Oh, I didn't I hear you. Flex. Okay, yeah, say it again. Magapio Hail. Okay, see, that's what that's what we want, Jessica. So uh <laughs> we want uh music. We the clothing line is cute and all, but we we really just want music. So please, please give it to us. And yeah, actually I don't really have many shout-outs. I feel like uh there's not like there's stuff going on, but not at the same time. I don't know. It's it's all bad. So I don't really have not much positive. Yeah, I have I don't have any really good positive stuff. But you know, shout out to Jay and Ash, shout out to Jimin, shout out to the 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 listeners because you know you guys come and listen to us ramble on about things and <laughs> It's it, it's really cool. So have thank very you so high much. quality discussions, Nat. Please don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> so thank you for the support. And, you know, we, we will definitely be back with another fun-filled episode next time. Wait, uh, did, real quick. Yes. Auntie shout-outs to Lay's. Um, Lay's Again? have these ghetto Pringles, okay? Don't eat those, y'all. It costs... <laughs> it, I'm not even going to promote it. I'm not, not even going to get... Just buy the actual Pringles. Don't buy these uh, ghetto Lay's Pringles. <laughs> you know what's really funny? You talked about that also at the end of our mini so that went on Patreon today. So oh, I did? Because <laughs> I caught it wet. The chip might, it might as well be wet. So we did have this actual conversation already. <laughs> so you are really See? mad at, at Lay's. <laughs> See the quality of conversation you can get? You can start our Patreon. It's a different level over there. But yes. Uh, bye. Bye. <laughs>